by Hogwarts, a Harry Potter podcast made by kids for kids. I'm Daisy. And I'm Vaughn. And today we're talking about chapter two of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, the scar. I got a little bit tripped up there. I was like, I was (laughs) almost going to say the Chamber of Secrets, but... No, we're on Goblet of Fire. One of the, the Chamber best. of Scarlet. I feel like maybe, even though I said that Prisoner of Azkaban was my favorite book, maybe uh-huh. when while doing this reread, Goblet of Fire might become my best favorite book. I think that as we read, the book we're mm-hmm. on is going to become my favorite book slowly and slowly. The Order of Phoenix is the only of the, the one it definitely the one it definitely isn't going to do that with is number two, <laughs> Chamber of Secrets. Yeah. I still don't it was like so reading. bad. Okay, it's not so bad, but like. It's not necessarily a fun cha- book to take. I, it's I don't for. like it. No, I mean like like during the series, reading mm. Chamber of Secrets is not enjoyable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. It's like you want to get past the first two or three books so that you can get into the ones where it's like they really suck you in. You want to keep reading. Yeah. Like when I was doing my reread, I would go. I was just telling Sophie this earlier that I would go into my room at like six o'clock and read uh-huh. just until I went to, to, just until I was tired because I was so excited to to finish all of them and like especially during like the quarantine period and where like school was canceled stuff yeah. like that it was a really great time to do a reread because I, I didn't have schoolwork so yeah that was you know and good, also like period. Harry Potter is such a big fandom I'm kind of surprised that nobody if I never that I never heard a single spoiler for Harry Potter yeah I only heard my spoilers from you. I think the ah! real, I think because like we aren't in the era of spoilers for for Harry Potter. It's like we, yeah, because what ended uh. up happening is like the era of spoiler people is like the Super Carlin brothers and their age group. Anyone basically in their twenties, anyone who was our age when the books were coming out, they're the ones who got the spoilers. We did not get spoilers. I got them from you, though. I definitely got spoilers from you. Anyway, we should get back on track because we have a shout out to give this episode. So before we start, <laughs> I wrote in the chat before, we, or before I in the Google Doc. I don't know why I said in the chat, but I wrote before we start this week's chapter. And now, yeah, actually, that's right. Never mind. So we wanted to give a shout out to listener Kaylin. So Kaylin is in Ravenclaw House. Her patronus is a horse and she is from Arizona. So Kaylin emailed us about our episode on chapter six of the Chamber of Secrets and how she pronounces some of the words. And let me just say, Kaylin, when I opened our, our Gmail and I saw your email, I was so excited. <laughs> I mean, Vaughn can probably attest to this because we were just sitting in the living room. I opened the the, the Gmail and I was just like, Vaughn, we got we got an email from Alyssa. Yeah. <laughs> and Vaughn was just like, like Okay. <laughs> Vaughn's excited internally. I was just so excited before I even read the thing. I was like, I know this is an email from a listener. So, we were very excited to get your email. Email from a stranger? Uh, Excitement time. (laughs) Yeah, so, um, Kaylin pronounces knut with the K. So, like I just said, knut. Knut. Um, the The, night bus with the K silent. The the knight bus. I think when I said that I pronounced the night bus with the knight bus, I think I was just trying to be like... A joke. A joke. Because I don't pronounce it like that. When I read it, I say knight. I do say knut with a K. I don't actually say that word that much, though, so... And Voldemort sometimes with the T and sometimes without the T. I'm probably going to start saying Voldemort without the T. You just said it with the T. Voldemort without the T. Voldemort sounds so much better than Voldemort. It does sound better, but... I don't know. Everyone says Voldemort. I just don't care at this point. Also, why why did J.K. Rowling add in the T? She she probably knew everybody was going to say it, Mort. (laughs) She probably knew, but it's supposed to be like a French thing where it's like, you're just not supposed to pronounce the T. Maybe in France, they don't pronounce the T. I don't know. If we have French listeners, please tell us, because I'm dying to know if you pronounce it with the T or without the T from the beginning. Yeah, so thank you, Kaylin, so much for emailing in, and thanks for listening to our podcast, because, and honestly, to find out that you were on Chapter 6 of Chamber of Secrets was like, like, wow. You know, She's been with us for a whole, a whole book, a whole book. I was like, I'm so excited that people actually 
like get through mm-hmm. because our first season is definitely our worst not that it was bad but like we oh, definitely like some of the episodes in the first season were like so slow yeah yeah i feel like it was like, like like that's where people just stop listening and mm-hmm. then they just stop forever yeah that's what like i get scared that maybe our first season is holding people back not because i don't think our first season is terrible but it definitely we definitely have grown a lot since our first season so we're definitely better now than we were on our first episode yeah. so i think you know, it kind of amazes me that people get past that, and I'm really glad that Caitlin did. Yeah. So, yeah. Now we're going to get into our chapter notes. And this was a fun chapter. Let's just yeah. start with um immediate, like, I guess, um, Vaughn didn't write the last sentence of the chapter. I knew to scroll and look for that. <laughs> I was like, I'm just going to scroll really quickly through the notes, see if Vaughn wrote the last sentence. Nope, not there. Not there. <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah. Um. So, I think this was a very fun chapter. Yeah. yeah. It's a good... A lot of it is recap. A yeah. lot of it. If you but read like, the chapter... But, like, also, this, these, this, chapter, this chapter analysis is going to be relatively shorter than Yeah, ours. but we have a long analysis, so that's going to cover for yeah. it. And just this, you know, probably close to five, seven-minute rant we've been on since we, before we started <laughs> the actual chapter. So, first sentence time. Harry lie flat on his back breathing hard as though he has he had been running harry so, lay flat on his back harry lay flat on his it's back it's a command Harry, <laughs> lay flat on his back <laughs> he's telling with an exclamation it's, mark it's, harry lay flat on his back <laughs> it's it's telling harry go lay on this guy's back <laughs> okay Okay. Uh, his scar was burning, and Harry put on his glasses and turned on the light. He looked in his mirror and tried to remember his dream. He's just staring in the mirror. He's like, if I stare at myself, it might work. <laughs> he could remember that Wormtail and Lord Voldemort were in a room with a snake. All he knew for sure was that when the chair had spun around and he had seen Voldemort, he had woken up. That is a strangely realistic dream. My dreams don't get that realistic. I'll be honest. My dreams... <laughs> My dreams are weird. Everyone's dreams are weird. I had a dream where I was in the backyard of my house. And it was the same size as it already was. Mm-hmm. But there was a massive ship in it. Mm-hmm. And somehow it fit in there. Uh-huh. Um, there were zombies on the ship that looked exactly like normal people. <laughs> <laughs> I was there with my grandpa. Um... That's a weird dream. That's and weird there dream. was some more, and yeah, it was. But really I bet you weird. don't remember like any, um, like what people said. Yeah, I remember one line. What was it? <laughs> it was um my grandpa telling me I like there were guns on the ship too. Uh-huh. Shoot that zombie! <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Just like shoot that zombie <laughs> that looks like a human. <laughs> Yeah, that's funny. Um, Harry closed his eyes and tried to hold on to the details, but the memory of the dream was slowly fading. The next note, I just put hashtag relatable because mm. I always try to, like, I always try to remember what my dream was about because it'll be, like, particularly interesting or something like that. Mm. Or, like, have yeah. you Have you ever tried to, like, control your dream, but no. then it ends up not working? No. Like, I had a dream. Oh. It, like, um... And I, I was, like, super excited mm-hmm. in, like, yeah. the dream for some reason. And so, like, I, 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 like, was running down the hall, and I slid all the way down the <laughs> hall. And then, the, and then there was a door, like, uh, one of our, uh, uh like, a, the, the door to the garage. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I tried to imagine, like, a monster was going to come through it. Oh, my God. I don't know why I did that. But it never happened. Okay, yeah. The only time I've ever had control over dream was one time I was having, I don't remember what it was, I think it was kind of like a scary dream, but not like a nightmare, not to that extent, but it was just kind of like a anxiety type dream, I guess, and I remember just telling myself to open my eyes, and I ended up doing it, and I was like, okay, that's the only time I've ever been able to like, control yeah, what like, happens. When I was like seven, I had like these streams, like of anxiety dreams, but it was almost, it was always exactly the same dream. Oh. But in like a slightly different it was like this is gonna sound weird but to me while i was in the dream i was very anxious and scared yeah it was just (laughs) number charts (laughs) (laughs) it's like it's like a like a multiplication chart like like infinite like infinite 
multi- giant multiplication yeah. charts, and that's like all I could see. Oh my god! It was so weird. It was just, like, just a ton of numbers. And but who knew the Ravenclaw on the podcast? It was have a, so a, weird. Have an anxiety dream about a chart of numbers. Like that is the most Ravenclaw. Thing it was I've ever so heard. weird. But the most Hufflepuff dream I would ever be able to hear would be like. I, I baked so many items and I didn't have enough friends to give them all to and I didn't know what to eat, do with all the baked goods so I just ate them. That would be a Hufflepuff dream. <laughs> and so what the dream that I had, I kept, I had a ton. What would a Gryffindor dream? A Gryffindor dream. What do they like to, they would be like, they would be like, oh my gosh, so I was playing soccer and I won the game. <gasps> anxiety. <laughs> that would be it. That would be like, I won the game and now I have anxiety. What would a Slytherin dream be? A Slytherin dream. That would be like something like I don't know what is Slytherin. Good I want I I want I want to be an astronaut when I grow up. And then anxiety. Have, and then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just any sort of ambition and a dream, just immediate anxiety. That would be a Slytherin. So yeah, let's move on from the dream aspect. Yeah, we, we've heavily covered that topic. So Harry finally realized that the other person that they had wanted to kill was him. He opened his eyes and looked around his room at all of his magical belongings. He looked out the window expecting to see something unusual outside, but there was nothing. Harry went back to bed and realized that it was his scar that was bugging him. So, wait, I read that so weirdly. (laughs) So he realized Mm -hmm. that his scar was bugging him so much, not because of the pain, but because the last time his scar had hurt, was because he had been near Voldemort. That would give me so much anxiety. Yeah. <gasps> like, is Voldemort standing behind me? Is he standing next to me? Is he, like, He's under my bed? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I would, like, turn all my lights on and just try to go to bed from there. Yeah. Like, I've, I've, like, when I was little, I got so scared sometimes. Like, if, like, I had see some, seen something scary that day mm-hmm. or heard something scary. Yeah. Um, I would be, like, I would, like, turn on all my lights or, like, look around, like, for anything that like if Um, i ever heard a noise okay a little bit of story time a little bit of sports story time so i when i was little um and i we were learning about like the leprechaun in school i was just i got home that day and i was absolutely terrified that the leprechaun was like hiding in my closet or hiding in bushes oh my god (laughs) that's scary my mom was like okay go put away go put like go put away your clothes because my mom you know had folded the clothes hand me a pile of clothes to go put away in my closet and I go to my closet and I'm literally scared to open the doors because the leprechaun might be hiding in there the leprechaun so, might get me that's kind of like that that would be that but with- I have gold in my brain yeah exactly he's gonna claw- crawl through my ears <laughs> too many gold yeah so um spoiler really quickly so just um i don't even know what word we should say before we just expelliarmus expecto patronum there you go that's your warning for spoiler so is the scar maybe the part of him that has the part of voldemort and i was like so proud of myself for coming to this realization and then i did some research for our analysis episode and i was like this is common knowledge like yes it is it's the part that has the Horcrux in him, uh, like closest to the. That's where that's his Horcrux opening, is trying to escape. Yeah, I think that's like the opening. Like, what, oh, it, it's trying to escape, and that's Voldemort what it is near. That's why it's trying hurt. to get to yeah, Voldemort. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's like also a scar because that's where the soul piece of the mm-hmm. soul entered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why. So I was like, I didn't come to just some great. Okay, great I did not story. know that either. Yeah. You're going to learn some stuff with our analysis episode. Let me just tell you, because I certainly did. Vaughn's going to learn some stuff. So, um, he decided that he was being stupid because Voldemort couldn't be near him. Harry reflected on how much the Dursleys hated him and how he couldn't go to them with his problem. He also thought about how if it hadn't been have been for Voldemort, his parents would still be alive and the shock of finding out that he was a wizard on his 11th birthday. He also does this thing where he says, um... Like, I think actually mm-hmm. Vaughn might cover this in his notes, so I won't go over that. But, um, yeah. So I think so. Basically, where I'm like, oh, Harry reflected on this, or he thought about this. I'm basically just talking about how mm-hmm. there's a recap in this chapter from J.K. Rowling, just talking about, and on his eleventh birthday, he was approached by a fellow wizard. You know that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
where is it? When do kids... Okay, so I have a question. I just wrote it down so I wouldn't mm. forget it. When do kids who don't have their birthday right before school starts get their letter? Because Harry conveniently has his birthday during the summer, mm. July 31st. But what if you have your birthday in September? No, no, that doesn't make sense. What if you had your birthday in December? When do you get your Hogwarts letter for the next year? Probably, uh, you'd probably just be a bit older than everybody else next year. Well, I know that, but when do you get your letter? When do you receive it? Because Harry receives his letter always on his birthday. Mm-hmm. But when, when does when does a normal person receive their Hogwarts letter? That's true. Probably on their birthday too. But then, what if they're born, like I said, in the middle of December and they're receiving their Hogwarts letter for the next year? I feel like they would probably receive it also on July 31st. Maybe that's, like, mm-hmm. the day that it gets sent out. And Harry just happened to be born on July 31st. Mm-hmm. Because then it gives them the whole August, the, the whole month of August yeah. to, like, buy the that's stuff true. and get everything uh-huh. ready and study or do whatever they have to do. So now Harry was used to the fame of being the chosen one and was this year going to be starting his fourth year at Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. And I'm going to also be starting my fourth year this year. I'm gonna so, be starting uh, my... hashtag relatable. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be in a lot of Harry's years as we go through this, these books. Here he's gonna get into his fifth year in the middle uh-huh. of my fourth year, but then I'm gonna eventually be in fifth year at the same time that he is, and then six. So yeah, it'll happen. All what the same time. day does Hogwarts start? September first. September first. That's when they have to go on the plot. Okay. So. so okay, so I would I would be yeah I I'm gonna be starting my third year yeah. So there was still a fortnight to go before then. So, um, for those of you who don't know what a fortnight is, it's two weeks. So there's only two weeks left until school starts mm. when this chapter starts. Okay, time for Vaughn's notes. Harry imagined what Hermione would say, and then decided that he would tell Dumbledore and consult a book. And he's talking about like what he should do about the scar. Yeah. He thought that it'd be highly unlikely that a book would have the answer, and Harry would have no idea what to write in the letter to Dumbledore, even if Hedwig would okay, be able to find Okay, what's also kind of funny is Harry does this thing where he imagines what how yeah. his friends would react and how Dumbledore read, would react, and it made me, like, almost laugh out loud when I read the letter. It's like, it's like, hey, Dumbledore, how's your summer been going? Oh, by the way, my scar hurt this morning. Harry, yeah. you know, like... So, and he's also, he does this thing where he's imagining, imagining what Dumbledore does over the summer. He's on the beach, th- rubbing a suntan oil down his nose. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think he actually does during the summer? Because I doubt he goes to the beach. Fights the forces of evil. Yeah, you know, maybe. But what do you think he really does? He do you think he ever goes on vacation? He serves as an intern at the ministry. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I help, I am the... The minister's personal therapist, but I'm an intern here also. He, like, helps the minister with everything. The minister's like, I have a problem, go to Dumbledore. I, I keep the, fir- I keep the, I keep the fires at the ministry. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 I tend to the fires. I tend to the fires. Um, he then thought what Ron would say and knew that Ron would ask his dad, but his father was clearly not an expert in that matter, and he didn't want any inquiries from the Weasleys at the Quidditch World Cup about his scar. I mean, I agree with him. I would do the same thing, probably. Harry wished that he had some that he had some sort of parent <laughs> that he could confide in, and then realized that he could send a letter to Sirius, but didn't know what to say. I would have thought immediately of Sirius. I would only be thinking of my yeah. newfound godfather over the summer, rather than being like, "Oh, I wonder who I could write to." <laughs> you know, <laughs> he like literally has no idea. Doesn't think of Sirius until mm-hmm. the last minute. I would have immediately thought of Sirius, and immediately I would have had the letter written. Just mm-hmm. immediately after the dream. Sirius had sent two letters since Harry got back to Privet Drive. Both had been delivered by colorful and tropical birds, which Hedwig disapproved of, but allowed to drink from his bowl. Is Hedwig a girl? I think Hedwig's a girl. Is it? Hold on. He- Hedwig Let's is a see. girl. Oh no, this computer is so well, I don't think I was like thinking Hedwig's a girl or boy when I typed his. <laughs> oh, it's just kind of like knee jerk or something. Yeah. Is Hedwig a girl? Harry's owl, Hedwig, is a beautiful snowy owl. Although Hedwig is portrayed as female, she's actually a pure white male snowy owl. Oh, female snowies are dusky brown. That's so crazy. I didn't think, wow, that's cool. 
Yeah, but technically she's a female. No. Yeah. No. T- okay. Technically. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I guess. T- <laughs> I guess technically. Technically. What was I? <laughs> technically, Hedwig is a male, but in the books. Speaking of badger talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just like uh, Ben Carlin did. So, no, 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 but like in the book. Um, maybe because uh, she's magical, she she can have a white tone. Did they don't even say Hedwig's a she? Yeah, they do. I pro- that's how I knew. JK didn't do her research. No, she didn't. Okay. <laughs> um, Harry finished his letter and it said that Dudley was caught smuggling donuts. <laughs> this part makes me laugh. In Petunia, and Dudley was on a diet. So Petunia threatened to get his pocket money. So Dudley threw his PlayStation out the window. <laughs> Dudley threw his PlayStation out the window because Petunia threatened to cut his pocket money. No, no, you know what that means, right? Yeah. Like, give to, him yes. Less. Yes. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh! What he, <laughs> he was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make myself miserable, and I'm gonna make my parents replace this window, and he just tossed <laughs> it out the window. Oh my gosh, that's terrible. That needs to be a scene in the movie. PlayStations cost so much money. How could he just afford to just throw yeah. it straight out the window? He has no consideration for his parents whatsoever. He treats It was his... probably only the PlayStation it's like, 1 or 2. Though. Yeah. It's also I feel like his parents maybe are so nice to him because of him. It's like yeah. they taught they treated him nicely in the beginning, so he was like, "Okay, this is how I behave to get things." And then at some point it becomes a little bit too much, but it's they like can't... he's just like a baby. Yeah, exactly. But Aunt Petunia and Uncle Ver- Vernon can't really turn back from their parenting methods because it's like, "Oh, we've trained him to do this at this point." So it's like if we don't give him what he wants, he's going to literally mess stuff up. So, which sucks. Mm. Um, it said that Harry had his scar hurt in what in what series? Uh, the letter. Okay, yeah, the letter. He he's, he started the letter. It said that Harry had had his part of my notes got cut out. <laughs> wait, it did? I don't. Think oh wait, wait, no, 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 no. Okay, Harry. Oh, uh, it's, okay. It said that Harry had had his scar hurt in what series side of it. Harry then set his finished letter aside and got dressed for breakfast. Without glancing at his reflection, he started to get dressed before going to challenge breakfast. Yay! Yay. Chapter 2 is officially done! Okay, so, a lot of the... Okay, so the next, like... Let me see the book really quickly, then. Okay, so the next uh, few chapters don't have any movie use because this chapter isn't in the movie. It's yeah. just the Dursleys are straight up cut out of this movie. So, um, let me think. Okay, so chapter one, or chapter two through five aren't in the movie. Mm-hmm. And then chapter six, the port key, that's where it starts up like it is. A lot of the chapters in Goblet of Fire are cut out. So don't expect, like, a load uh-huh. of movie gifts every episode, because, like, they're not going to be in some episodes, because there's just so many chapters in this book that it can't be all included. But... Yeah. Mm. So now we're gonna move on to our um our analysis, our Hogsmeade journal, and we have a, a shiny new yes uh, uh transition noise ready for you guys to listen to. So here it is. Vaughn actually made the noise when I paused and restarted the recording <laughs> because it was the best in, uh, transition noise. It's, you guys it's have the ever best heard. noise in Harry in all of Harry Potter. Yeah. So before we start our Hogsmeade journal, or actually I guess it can be part of it, is that I've come to a conclusion. I actually like Ginny's character now. I used to just be like, I literally hate Ginny. Oh my gosh, please get out of the uh-huh. book. But now I'm like actually okay with her character, and I kind of understand why people like her now. Like, I mean, like cool. I don't hate her, but she's not the best. Yeah, like I used to just be like, this is such a boring character, and people are obsessed with Ginny. But now I kind of understand it. But I feel like people probably that listen to this are probably like that with me and Gilderoy or Fleur or Tonks. Mm-hmm. But more people, I think, what which which do you think is the most common favorite character of my top three? What are your top three? Tonks, no, Tonks, Fleur, and I think in Gilderoy, I think. Tonks is one of the most com- one of the of the of my theory. I think Tonks is the most popular. Okay, it's character. definitely Lockhart. What do you think people hate the most? People hate the most Floor. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think because all- she can be real pretty uh, obnoxious. Okay, at I times. can see it. I guess I can see it. 
So we have one piece of news today. It's pretty. It's pretty cool. So Bloomsbury recently released Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows House Edition. What in the world is that? So these are the last in the collection, obviously, and are house themed. The the picture book? No. So basically, it's the Harry Potter books, but they're hardcover, uh-huh. right? And the cover of the book is like your main house color. So like Hufflepuff, it's black. Oh. And then the crest, and then there's my house crest on it, which would be yellow. And then, okay, so you know how books have a sleeve, mm-hmm. or like a, a shirt, or whatever yeah. you want to call it? And then you take that off because it's really annoying to read with? Yeah. That thing is bright yellow for Hufflepuff. So, like, for Gryffindor, that thing is bright red. The book is red with the yellow crest. Slytherin, bright green, mm-hmm. black crest. Ravenclaw, they did the right Ravenclaw colors. It's, it's blue with bronze. So... There you go. There's your there's your representation, Ravenclaw. There, <laughs> Mom's patting himself on the back. Yeah, so I did all right. <laughs> yeah, so I really want these. Actually, I'm there's so many things that I want pertaining to Harry Potter. I want the fr- I'm gonna be learning French in my fourth year at Hogwarts and beyond. So I want the French editions of the book definitely. So I can like, I think it'll be a good way to like learn the language. And I think that would be cool. I want these editions, and I want to finish my illustrated edition collection. But I'll probably finish my illustrated edition collection first. But they still haven't all come out yet. So, yeah. It's really cool to me that even though Harry Potter is done, and they're not making any more Harry Potter books, it's like, we still are still having releases of Harry Potter books. It's great. It's really cool. So, we also are going to talk about something else for our Hosme Journal that Kaylin mentioned in one of her emails. So she said that something she likes to do with her brother is build Harry mm. Potter Legos and play Harry Potter board games. So we're just going to be talking a little bit about our experience with those type of things. So why don't we start with Mon's trivia game? I have a... Talk about like how you got it. What it it's called works. Trivial uh, tri- Trivial Pursuit? Yeah, like Trivial that. Pursuit. It's Harry Potter. I got it for my birthday. It's pretty a long fun. Time ago. It's pretty fun. It's like A, B, C, D, and E. It is a question. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was. Different it's degrees, pretty fun. Different degrees of difficulty. It's pretty fun. Yeah, I thought it was fun. It's definitely really easy if you're like a, I guess, veteran Harry Potter reader. Yeah, and it's I've like... gone through it like so many times. I already know every single question. We should, and we should bring it on the podcast at some point. I don't think I have it anymore. You might. I may have made you keep it. I may have made you keep it. Because I know Vaughn wanted to throw it out at one point because he was like, I know the answers to all of them. <laughs> but I think I may have made, it, made him keep it because I love uh-huh. Harry Potter too much. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I think we still have it. Uh-huh. We also... Tell them about the Monopoly game you made. Bye. Our dog, a my 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 puppy, or she's not a puppy anymore. She's two years old. But when she was a puppy, she still eats things. So I keep saying, yeah. So she um she bites, she chews things up. She and tore she, apart our Guardians Monopoly. of the Galaxy Monopoly. And let me just say, the Guardians of the Galaxy Monopoly hashtag it was not good. sponsored. It hashtag was good. want to be sponsored. It was a good Monopoly. It was yeah. like you have to recruit a team. So like you you land on the different spots of characters in the movie and you make a team. Uh, uh and that was super fun. But our dog ate it. So Vaughn made no. Vaughn no. made one. With cardboard and construction paper and pictures from the internet, he made a new one. It was Harry Potter Monopoly. It was a really small. It was clear. a really small version. It was small. Uh-huh. I don't even know if we've ever played. It. It's pretty small. No, we haven't played. It's like a two to three. It. It's like a two to three player version because it's too small to be played with like six people. Yeah, I got like a like two pieces of paper mm-hmm. taped together. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And my 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 dad kept saying he was gonna take it and go get it laminated sometime, oh, yeah. but he never did. It was it was pretty good. Like he did a good job of designing it. But uh, I think we were gonna try to do like some sort of board game design contest, and Vaughn made it, and we just never followed through with the contest aspect of it. But we do actually have okay. So now we have a Harry Potter clue thing. And that is, it's, okay, so, full, like, so, not, hashtag not sponsored, this is just, Mm -hmm. like, it's not, like, the best game, in my opinion, because 
we played it on New Year's Eve. It was kind of late, like 9 or 10 o'clock when we started playing it. And it was like, it's very complicated. It's very complicated. It's not yeah, your base, also, it's not your average yeah, There's also another game we have. I forgot what it's called, but it's like there's villains. There's two, You're working oh, together yeah. with like five or four other people. And there's uh, one to three villains, mm-hmm. like like from the Harry Potter series. Yeah. They each have a certain amount of parts and have different attacks. Mm-hmm. But there's also like other cards that benefit you, your specific character, you have special abilities. It's 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 a bit complex. So like a lot of the rules we like like actually didn't do because we didn't even know they existed. Mm-hmm. It was like so complex we didn't understand it. I think we still most, have it. It's probably because like if I sat down with like the clue instruction manual or like that, if I sat down and actually read through it and like understood it, I would get it and it would probably be really fun. But we just didn't get it very much. And my mom, like, didn't get it either. She read the instruction manual. But, like I said, it was late. It was New Year's Eve. We were probably tired. Um, But, like, if you like it, that's amazing. But, like, Like, the game I have, it's it's working together. So, it's not as enjoyable as it could be. Oh, okay. Yeah, competitive games, I think, are the best. They're so much better. I just feel like people get bored in, like, working together games. So, like, I'm sort of planning on using the materials the game has in it to make to ch- sort of change the rules and make that it would be a cool. competitive game that would be really cool game. or like if you can make some sort of board game that's like open world harry potter type thing i don't know like how a, you, i don't like know a dungeons you and dragons type, thing yeah maybe i don't know maybe i don't know a dungeons and dragons storyline would be the funnest for harry potter anyway Going on with Legos, um, I... The well, only- I mean, that'd be cool if, like, we got into, like, we did, like, a collab with something like the Department of Mysteries and yeah, did, like, a yeah. D&D campaign, but it was, like, Harry Potter. Mm-hmm, that would be cool. So, um, as far as Legos, the only Harry Potter Lego set I've ever had has been the Night Bus, which was really fun to build. Basically, what ended up happening was I built the, I started, I, st- I opened the manual for, for building it, mm. and I skipped the first page. So I, I was like, why can't I build this? <laughs> this makes no sense. And then I showed my, like, cousin or my mom or something like that, and they were just like, you missed a page. You missed it. And I, and I had to go back and be like, okay, I'm not dumb. I just missed a page. So... <laughs> Yeah, so I went back. It was really enjoyable. I built it, like, we watched, like, a movie, and I built the whole thing, and it was really fun to build. I love building Legos. It's, I barely ever do it, because it, co- Legos cost a lot of money. They, they, they're so way it's, overpriced. It's more of, like, a thing where it's, like, oh, it's my birthday. I asked for a Harry Potter Lego set. I'm gonna build that in, like, mm-hmm. a day. I'm gonna build it in a day. And then, I don't play with Legos. They're more for me. They're more something that's, like, actually fun. Yeah, they're more fun for me to do in the moment, rather than actually, like, play with. A hobby. Yeah, so I still have my my night bus. I still display it in my room, and it's really fun. I really want the the, the Diagon Alley. The Diagon Alley one. Yeah, that one looks super cool, because you get, like, all the characters with it. I think that would be really fun to display. So, that's the one I want. So, yeah, that's as far as we go with Legos and board games. Maybe, I don't know, we'll do something with that on the podcast at some point. Maybe the trivia questions. I don't know. So, mm-hmm. maybe. Uh, let us know if you guys want to see that kind of stuff. And then maybe if you have any ideas for something we could do that relating to that kind of stuff. Anyway, well, um, I really wanted to kick off our lightning scar analysis with the real reason that Harry has his lightning scar. So, we all know that... Well, spoilers. Maybe, maybe major we, spoilers. Maybe we don't all know that... This analysis. The, the reason he has his scar is because he was in the car with his parents. And they crashed the car into a crocodile. <laughs> so, James and Lily were both eating, but the crocodile let him <laughs> and took out a knife... <laughs> And gave him his You could have just scar. said that the crocodile, uh, the crocodile's claw nicked his head. No, 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 no. He had, he took out a knife. I'm ta- he had a pocket. This is how Harry recalled his, no, his this parents' is just, This is how it happened. Harry was lied to. It was not the Dark Lord. It was a crocodile that took out a knife and carved the lightning scar into his head. That was it. That this was is the mug- This is Muggle Harry's. <laughs> <laughs> um, the real reason. 
This is what Aunt Petunia told Harry. This is the, this is the, wait, what? This is what Aunt Petunia told Harry. No, it's not. <laughs> this is what, this is what, um, the, this is what Muggle, the Muggle version of Harry's Harry origin was, story is. Yeah, when Harry was going insane in his closet, he came up with this story. <laughs> yeah, so that's the real reason. If you guys know what that's from, tell us, because it's funny. What is that from? It's from a very Potter musical. <laughs> on stage this is what happened and it's the funniest scene ever it's so good and i just had to bring it up today because we're talking about this guy and it literally was so funny because when i started vaughn hadn't read the note and he was like yeah full spoilers guys heavy spoilers i'm reading it and vaughn's just like <laughs> i had i was not looking at that note vaughn had no idea where this was going <laughs> i think this was a good one that was good hopefully i got some other people to laugh because that <laughs> Tell me if you laughed, because that would be good. I need to watch a Harry Potter musical. A very, yeah, a Harry Potter musical. It's actually a Harry Potter sequel that it's in, but both are... Harry Potter musical is so much better, but a Harry Potter sequel is good, too. So, Harry's scar is a symbol of bravery and a badge of honor for surviving a great battle and for being destined to face more fights in the future. A badge of honor? Yeah, so it's kind of like, it's symbolic of, like, I... I went against a great foe. I won. So no, you didn't. You just sat there crying in your crib. <laughs> but, like, imagine, like, he had actually fought Voldemort. It's like, this is my mark of, like, this is how I remember it. This is the vintage, what's it called? Artifact of when it happened. The reason that Harry's scar hurts sometimes is because there's a piece of soul really wanting to get out of him the way that it entered. <laughs> that's real. Vaughn laughs, but that's the real reason. It's because there's like I the need to get of, out of this child. The piece of soul is right there, so whenever he's near Voldemort, the scar is just let me out. I need to get out of this child. <laughs> yeah. So, um, when Harry lived at the Dursleys, and I assume afterwards too, but I wrote that before I took the rest of my notes, so I was wrong. His scar was the thing that he liked best about himself. Wait, I'm so confused. Why doesn't it just go out through his, his ears? Because it's like, don't question it. It just don't opened qu- up midway through his flesh. Don't question it, because then if you question it, it'll all fall, fall apart. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, when he met Haggard, Harry's scar suddenly became something that people recognized him by and what made him famous. Oh, his entering the wizarding world, I put okay. His entering the phys- wizarding world also marked the beginning of when his scar would begin to cause him physical pain, which would last for years. Yeah, so, which is too bad. Like, oh my gosh, imagine having your four- I can't even describe how how much headaches- four, like- Headaches suck. Yeah. Headaches suck. Like, somebody I'm trying not- to stab your forehead with a knife from the inside. But I feel like, I bet that's what his scar feels like. Just a really terrible headache. Yeah. Like, like imagine, a migraine. Because at some point in the notes, it's like, his, in fifth year, I think, yeah. his scar is continuously hurting. Mm-hmm. It doesn't stop. So I assume that's just a constant headache. And co- headaches, you don't get used to headaches. It's not like, oh, you'll just get used to it after a while you don't it hurts you know like it's all you think about so i can't imagine living with a headache 24 7 yeah in his second year at hogwarts harry realized that his scar linked him to much more than just an event that happened when he was a baby he found out that his scar was the reason the sorting hat had tried to put him in slytherin and why he could speak parseltongue his scar was what linked harry to voldemort and i've heard people yeah. say that even though um he had the horcrux inside of him and like that's why slytherin mm-hmm. Um, tried to put him in. The that's Slytherin? why. That's why the starting hat tried to put him in Slytherin. I think. I don't I've think heard, that's true. I've heard people say I, I think that it's they just think because Harry maybe, is ambitious. That's what I've heard people say before. I I think it was just because of the starting hat. Because Harry, Harry does have. Harry Slytherin has qualities. literally no ambition. I don't know what you're talking about. He wants to be an or. Yeah, but he doesn't. He's really like meh. Okay, you know that clip in the movie where he's like, where he's like, he's like talking to McGonagall and she's like. Why aren't you in potions? And he's like, oh, yeah, because, um, you, like, you had to get, like, an outstanding, and I only got excellent, so, you know, whatever. I get a free period. And then McGonagall's like, um, that was with Snape, so you can go to potions. And he's like. That's true. Oh, okay. You know, like, he doesn't really have that much ambition. That's, that's true. He doesn't even, like, is he an Auror and Cursed Child? I don't remember. I haven't read that book in so long. Yes, he is. He is? 
I don't remember it. I need He's to... the head of the magical law enforcement department. Oh, yeah. I need to reread that because I haven't read it in so long, and mm-hmm. I keep hearing more and more about it just as I get more, yeah. listen to more Harry Potter podcasts and stuff like that, so okay. I need to reread it. Harry's third year at Hogwarts was when he actually became upset with his scar. It made it hiding near impossible. When Harry blew up his Aunt Marge and had to hide on the oh, night, no, bus, night bus, K-Night bus, K-Night bus, he had to keep making sure that his hair covered his forehead when the minister revealed to Stan who harry was he wasn't happy which like that would that would be pretty annoying it's like you have this thing right it's literally like how people use that thing that expression like having a tattoo on your forehead yeah. then it's like that's exactly what he has he has a tattoo on his forehead and it marks him out um before harry's fourth year at hogwarts his scars started to hurt him without voldemort being around which gave him anxiety about his scar he kept the information to wait, himself because wait if when the soul died, mm-hmm. wouldn't the scar heal? Yeah, no. Here's the thing, though. I think with the scars, it's like, a magical scar. You know how you have scars on your face? I have one scar on my face. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't well, I heal. Mean, I have another one under my lip. Yeah, you have scars that don't heal, right? Well, this is healed a lot. The one yeah. across my cheek has healed a lot. Well, I know. It's like you barely can see it, but I still see that you have a scar there. And you can but see, like, like, stitches right here, right? Harry's scar is pretty... I don't know. I, I can't see I it. Know. The lighting in here sucks. But um, if Harry, like, has a scar, yeah, it's a pretty it's a pretty insane scar. Like, it's it's big. Um, It was a lot more than just being whacked by a... <laughs> it, was, it was made by a crocodile <laughs> wielding a knife. <laughs> so it was a pretty insane scar. So I assume that the scar would stay there. Yeah. Even though... You know, even though his his Voldemort's Horcrux is gone, I guess this so. scar isn't magical. The scar yeah. itself is just a scar, like a he, he, uh, like a Muggle could have. Um, so Harry kept the information that his scar was hurting to himself because he didn't want to bother his friends or make Dumbledore think that he was too weak or couldn't handle it. I'm gonna get so yeah. annoyed with saying the word scar, scar, scar. My mouth scar, is scar, already scar, like scar. sore from talking so much. Scar. This happens every time we record. I don't like saying the word scar. It's like so awkward to pronounce it. It is a word. Scarred. You know, the word, the letter R at the end of a word is just Dumbledore. Like, I love words Dumbledore. like like jelly. Okay. They're like raw off the tongue. Jelly. <laughs> I don't know. I like the word cake. Cupcake. I remember one time we had a full blown discussion about satisfying words on the podcast. <laughs> and we like put in the description emails about satisfying words. Okay. If you play Minecraft and vines grow on a tree and then you break the log where the vines are growing, you know how satisfying that is. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, so enough about Minecraft. This is a Harry Potter podcast. Of course. Dumbledore actually sounds much more better to say than Scar. Du- that's what Dumbledore does. Scar. That's what, du- that's what Dumbledore does over the summer. He get- he plays Minecraft. No? Okay. <laughs> He's dead now, so he doesn't do anything over the summer. Go on. Way to start on a dark note. <laughs> He's dead Her- now. Wait, wait to kill the mood, Daisy. <laughs> yeah, sorry. He tried to keep the pain to himself for as long as he could, but by the time he was in the graveyard with Voldemort, the pain was excru- excruciatingly <laughs> painful. Oh my god, that sounds so dumb. It the was pain something- was excruciatingly painful. <laughs> it was something that Voldemort could use to his advantage. Starting after the graveyard event with Voldemort, Harry started to see his scar as something as a weakness rather than something to be proud of. The mystery started using his scar as something to mock him, and Rita Skeeter even wrote in a story that she hoped the person didn't have a scar on their head because otherwise they would be asked to worship them. Which is so sad. I hate Rita Skeeter. She's like, she's so mean. Yeah. To, like, Everyone. She's like, oh, okay, I'm just gonna twist this to... You know, the way she should be dying is she's spying on a person in her animagus form, Mm -hmm. the the bug, and then somebody accidentally swats her and she dies. Oh my gosh, yeah. Like, she is so mean, and it's like, she's doing this stuff to kids, too. It's not even like they're adults, they're kids. Um, throughout his fifth year, Harry's pain in his scar was constant, and was a reminder that he was right about Voldemort's return. His scar took over Harry's whole life, 
which made him angry and upset throughout his which fifth is like, year. Okay, here's my explanation. A lot of people are like, oh my gosh, Harry was so angsty in his fifth year, and that took way too long. Like, it should have started in the third year. And I'm like, okay, no, first of all, because here's the thing. Harry's, like, his pain in his scar. It's with Voldemort. Yeah, it's like the real the real reason Harry started to be upset because he was upset in third and fourth year. Let's be honest, yeah. he was. But what really made him so upset in his fifth year was that his scar was there and that no one believed him about Voldemort. Yeah, that wouldn't make anyone upset if someone didn't believe them. And like what he's gone through has just built up to this point yeah. in five where he just kind of snaps. That kind of thing. So. Yeah. Um, where were we? Where did I, like, I started, I stopped in the middle of a note. Or I stopped um, you. Yeah, when Hermione oh. urged him to tell Dumbledore about his scar, he snapped that his scar was the only part of of him that Dumbledore cared about. He's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I put that. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm right in my note. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Which is basically, he's got it right, that Dumbledore is the, Dumbledore only cares about Harry's scar. Okay, I was thinking about this a little bit over the weekend, um, that Dumbledore does care like Dumbledore I don't think he's a good guy necessarily like he's a good guy he's fighting for the good side he's a he's not necessarily he's a, he's a good a, person yes he's not a good person but he is a he does what needs to be done yeah also he's, like, he's like the greater good also even though Dumbledore was kind of like like you said you know just not the the greatest person I still love Dumbledore as a character. I still think that he's very like, um, yeah, he's people, a great. Character. People use the term like comfort character a lot, where it's like if you feel sad or you just want to read something, where it's like a character that you care about. A lot of people use that term, and I feel like Dumbledore is that to a lot of people mm-hmm. because even though he was manipulating people, he still says he has, still has a lot of great quotes very inspiring to people and then also he's just a really great character to read about so even though he's a bad guy he's a i don't know i think he's a very fun character and i like dumbledore a lot um so in his sixth year at hogwarts harry found out more about his scar link how his scar linked him to voldemort and how neville could easily have been in his position with Neville's parents having been killed yeah. instead of James and Lily, which is like Neville's parents were pretty close to. Then Harry him. would have been the Neville of Hogwarts. Don't say that. Never say that. <laughs> Harry would have been the Neville of Hogwarts. Oh my gosh! In his sixth year at Hogwarts, Harry found out. Oh no! Oh, no, no this one. Um, Harry realized in this year that a scar marked him as the person who had killed Voldemort, who had who had to kill Voldemort because neither can live whilst. The other survives. That is the best prophecy I've ever heard. The writing in it is so good. Neither can live whilst the other survives. We're going to have to do an analysis in book five where it's like we go over the prophecy line by line. Yeah. And dissect it. So at Bill and Fleur's wedding, all Harry could think about was what life would be like if he didn't have a scar and how it was a constant reminder that he had to find the Horcruxes to kill Voldemort. On his hunt for Horcruxes with Ron and Hermione... Harry started to use the scar to, an, to his advantage. He used he, his insights into Voldemort's emotions to find out what he was doing. At the King's Cross station where Harry met Dumbledore, his scar had disappeared. That's like once he dies. Not for long, though, because Harry decided to rejoin the fight and to kill Voldemort, which gave him back his scar. Nineteen years later, Wait, Harry's I guess scar... that's like I guess that's like if he had died, the scar would be gone, because mm-hmm. like when you die... I guess the idea is, like, in this, at least when you die, all of your wounds go away, mm-hmm. and you're just kind of, like, in your purest form, but when he goes back out, he has mm-hmm. a scar. Ni- um, it was, a, okay, 19 years later, Harry's scar was dormant, and had not plagued him since he had killed Voldemort, but also, this is a plot hole, in Cursed Child, his scar starts to hurt again when Voldemort is, comes back during the time How travel How did you thing. know that? I saw that when I was taking the notes, so I was like, I'm just going to leave that out. How do you remember that? But the problem is that part of Voldemort, the part of Voldemort's soul in, I think, okay, here's what, here's my theory. I think that maybe Harry Scar is hurting because it's like a reminder. It's like, oh crap, uh-huh. you know, that kind of thing. I don't think it's hurting because it actually is because of magic. I think it's just hurting because Harry's convincing himself that it's hurting. 
I was, can't believe you remember that. You always end up remembering just weird things. Um, it was a constant reminder of what he had gone through, but it was no longer something that pained him. Um, so, last, last note, we're gonna start off with, like, we're gonna end off with a fun fact. So, J.K. Rowling, in an interview, said that the reason she made Harry's scar a lightning bolt is because she thought it was a cool shape, and he couldn't go around with a donut-shaped scar on his head. Control Dudley. I think it was in the first... Harry, you are destined, you are destined to bankrupt, to, to <laughs> bankrupt Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, and throw your PS4 out the window. I think in first, uh, the first ch- uh, season, we made a joke about it, how, like, Harry would have, like, a circle scar on, like, I don't know, his butt or something. <laughs> <laughs> I think we made some sort of joke about that. And thinking back on it, that was a funny joke. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I'm glad that it was Lightning Bolt. That's actually cool. Mm-hmm. So, that is it for our Lightning Scar Analysis. Our episode lengths fluctuate so much they're not consistent at all because some days we have a short chapter short analysis it's only 30 minutes but some days it's like we have a long chapter a long yeah. analysis fit 40 almost 50 minutes which is like the ideal length i think yeah like as i what i want to listen to is 40 to 50 like episodes mm-hmm. that's ideal but i like long 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 episodes yeah it i like those too what, it like depends on what i'm doing if i'm like I don't know, taking notes for this podcast for an analysis, I can listen to a long episode of a chapter, but it just depends. Mm-hmm. Also, a car ride. If we're going on, like, a car ride to go visit family or something, just get, like, a really long podcast episode and listen to it, because that's the best way to do that. Yeah, so, now we have to, like, you know, plug everything, so um, you can email us at insidehogwartspod at gmail.com. We would love to hear all of your thoughts. Tell us, okay, here's what, when you email us, we want to be able to give you a shout out. So if you're comfortable with it, include what like state you're from. Or if you're not even like comfortable with that, you can just say, I live in the United States of America. Or you could say like, I live in England or wherever. Yeah, England, you don't need to get more specific than England because it's so small. But just if you're comfortable with that, say what, where you're from, because I think our listeners would like to hear like, for example, we're in Southern California, but if we have a listener in New York, it's probably cool for them to be mm-hmm. like, oh, wow, I'm listening to someone from Southern California. So, you know, if you could do that, say, your, you know, your name, if you're comfortable sharing that, your house, your Patronus, and your wand, if you if mm-hmm. you want to, and then whatever you want to say. And you can just respond to anything we talked about in an episode. Yeah. Any of your thoughts, we would love to hear all of your thoughts every episode if you want to. If you, like, have thoughts on every episode and you want to just email us for all of them, do it. We would love to hear from you. And we can, like, respond to some of your thoughts in an episode, too. I think that would be fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, be sure to leave us a quick review and rating on Apple Podcasts, because it would help us out a lot. A lot. A lot. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what else? You can check out our website, InsideHogwarts.com, where we have all of our episodes posted, along with, you know, some information about ourselves. And there's, like, a contact button, so you can just email mm-hmm. us from our website. What else? Is there anything else that we need to... I think that's it. Wait, InsideHogwarts.com? Yeah, we got that. Okay. We got that. Apple Podcast yep. Review. Yep. Email. I think that's it. I think, yeah. So thank you guys for listening. We really appreciate all of you guys' listenership. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check back every Tuesday for another episode of Inside Hogwarts.